Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. We're going to have some fun today. Coming off the Revive Conference, I don't know about you, but I wasn't expecting a lot of what I received, and it was all good. But I got a funny story as it pertains to revival and revive. And uh, how many of us have like a sprinkler system in your yard? And, you know, so we have a we have a yard that, you know, has a few stations and and we were out walking around the with our landscaper the other day. And, you know, it was it's summertime. We're having a few parties and and um, we want the yard to look nice. And so we were walking together. He does an amazing job for us. Um, Chris Cordova, he's not available. Just don't call him. I'm, he, I need him. But, but, and we were just inspecting the yard, and we came across this one little area. It was one of the stations, okay, and it was in revival. It was like gushing. It was like I don't know what had happened to the valve, but it was flooding. And I was like, wow, man, maybe that's symbolic of what's coming. And the problem, though, was all the grass and the greenery around this little revival <laughs> was dying. And then I started to see, well, what, well, what's the purpose of revival anyway? Is it for your little God spa moment? Or is it to irrigate the land you've been assigned to? And my perception and my perspective of revival got shifted in a moment. In a moment. And I began to look at Awaken and the zones that were designed to irrigate our yard. And I started to look at the zones of like East County and East County, we can't just be like in revival in here, but God has created life and living water to flow through the temple, to flow through this valve and water and irrigate this region. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, I'll never look at sprinkler systems the same. And, uh, but it is one of the things that I really respect and trust about Awaken is we're not just after the life source. We want to be carriers and conduits of the life source. Yeah. Okay. Well, the name of this message is called Rivers. Okay. And I want to start in John chapter 7, verse 37 through 39. And uh, this is kind of the theme of this message, and it'll make sense as it pertains to our sprinkler system. Yeah. And it says, this is Jesus. Uh, he, he stands up, and he says, you know, this is the last day of the feast. 
last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stands up and he cries out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me. Let him come to my water. Let him come to the living water and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the spirit, the Holy Spirit. This is Holy Spirit month. Like revive month. This is, this is the month where the Holy Spirit comes in through us, okay? And we're going to talk a little bit about why he comes in us and why he wants to come through us, okay? But he says, but this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. How many of you know Jesus has been glorified? He paid an extraordinary price for you and I so that we could become those conduits of living water. Amen. Okay, so uh, if I could be honest, um, most of this message came out of yesterday morning's devotion. I just want you to know, like I haven't preached this before. Now there's, there's things that you, as a minister, you always say, and they're just in you and they're going to come out. And I promise there'll be plenty of that. Okay. Um, but there's also some real fresh things that I feel like are happening in my life. And, and you know, that's what I've been putting out. That's what I've been naming. Okay. Next to my tithe, next to my giving is I want personal revival. I want to be connected to the source of life. And so it's just kind of neat that just yesterday I felt like fresh life. Can I share some of it with you? Okay, we're going to start in 2 Kings uh, chapter 5. We're going to do a little bit of reading. You can read with me in your head. Okay, we're not going to all read together. But uh, follow with me here. The king of Aram had great admiration for Naaman the commander of his army. Because through him, the Lord had given Aram great victories. But though Naaman was a mighty warrior, he suffered from leprosy. At this time, uh, uh, well, I'm going to fast forward a little bit. He's, he's a man who's been very successful, and yet he still has an issue. He wasn't known as Naaman the leper. He was actually known as Naaman the great warrior. Naaman, who was very successful and very reputable. But I want you to know, even successful people and reputable people have issues. What I love about Naaman is God isn't just interested in, well, you got enough going well for you, so you're just going to have to tolerate what's not going well for you. I want you to know God is always interested in the area of your life that you're concerned with. He always wants to revive and bring life into an area of your life that you may be ashamed of or you may feel be a ceiling over you or you may feel you're struggling with. I I want you to know God cares about the thing that you're thinking about, okay? And I want you to know even people who are winning still have things that they're believing for that need restoration, that aren't fixed yet. Anybody with me? Okay. So he had heard about from a, a, a young lady that worked in his household 
um, that was on his staff that there was a God in Israel that healed. Okay. So we're going to fast forward this a little bit. So Naaman is determined to go after this promise, and he starts out carrying gifts. He's not somebody who doesn't have resources. Let me just share share with you what he was carrying with him. Naaman starts out to pursue his healing, carrying gifts, 750 pounds of silver, 150 pounds of gold, and 10 sets of clothing. You can be remarkably prosperous and still broken inside. (laughs) And this man was in pursuit of of healing, of restoration, okay? And what I love is he he shows up um, at Elisha's door. So let's just keep going here. Um, So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and waited at the door of Elisha's house. But Elisha sent a messenger out to him with this message. Go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Then your skin will be restored and you'll be healed of your leprosy. Now, obviously, Naaman became angry because the man of God didn't come out personally and wave his magic wand over him. And I think we can get irritated sometimes if we don't get access to the Hunleys. And, you know, we think that only the man of God or only the Rex Crane can deliver me. I want you to know we're not after humans to do what only God can do. And I, I want you to know that there's a river that flows right here right through the El Cajon campus every single Wednesday, every single Sunday, that you you come to the river of God, not to a man or a woman. You come to the river of God. He is the one that restores. Okay? Be careful what you put your hope in. Be careful that you're not looking to, to me or you're not looking to, to a man. You're looking to the God who flows through man and women. All right. But Naaman became angry, stalked away, and I thought he would certainly come out to meet me, he said. I expected him to wave his hand over me, and, the, and uh, come, I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call in the name of the Lord, and he would heal me. Aren't the rivers of Damascus and Abana and the Farper better than any of the rivers in Israel? Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? It's, be careful, because offense will always shut down God's flow over your life. And I want you to know it's easy to be offended. So Naaman turned and went away in a rage. Thank God he had good friends. Have you ever had a couple of good friends that straighten out your thinking? You were about to sabotage what God wanted to do in your life. He had a good plan for you. He had a good promise. You were on your way, got offended, and then you got sidetracked. Anybody with me? Thank God you do need good friends, I want you to know, to straighten you out. Even Naaman, who was an extraordinary leader, one of the things I really respected about Naaman is oftentimes highly successful people are unteachable. They're surrounded by a bunch of yes people. Sometimes you need a no person in your life. Whatever you do, don't do that. But his officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he he says simply, go and wash and be cured. So Naaman came back to his senses, 
went down to the Jordan River and dipped himself seven times. As the man of God had instructed him, and his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child, and he was healed. There's more to this. Then Naaman and his entire party went back to find the man of God. They stood before him, and Naaman said, Now I know that there is no God in all the world like there is in Israel. So please accept the gift from your servant. But Elijah said, Assuredly, as the Lord lives, whom I serve, I will not accept any gifts. And though Naaman urged him to take the gift, Elisha refused. Then Naaman said, all right, well, look, <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. And I've probably read this story 20 times, and I don't think I've, I don't even think this was in there before yesterday morning. <laughs> I don't even think it was in there. As surely as the Lord lives who I serve. Okay. He says, all right, but please allow me to load two of my mules with earth from this place, and I'll take it back home with me. From now on, I will never again offer burnt offerings or sacrifices to any other God except the Lord. Come on. There's a river that can change your life forever. Not just change your skin condition, not just change the issue you have, but completely reorient you with your focus and your bent back on God. And you'll never be the same again. That's the river we're after. Yes, it may address something you're facing that you need help with, that you need fixing, that you need restoring in, but it's way more than just your condition. God is after reorienting your bents back towards him. Okay. All right. There's some pretty wild things that we're going to pull out of this. I'm not, I'm not going to get to them just yet. You're going to have to wait. First point is there's life in the river. There's life in the river. Naaman's was a physical issue, an embarrassing skin disease. But what's, maybe what's your issue? Right now, we have a daughter who uh, just turned 12. She's got Asperger's. She's brilliant, but socially challenging. It's been tricky for me as a dad. And I have to keep coming to the river. I don't care how many times I have to dip. Naaman had to dip seven times. I don't care. I just need wisdom. I need God to help me love better. Help me communicate to somebody whose language is different than mine. Help me, help me bring life to someone who doesn't interpret social cues the same way I do. And I just want you to know, like, yeah, we have some success too. I can relate to Naaman in some areas, but I, I need help. Where do you need help? Listen, this church isn't a place to wear a mask that everything looks good and, and use your Christian vernacular and how's it going, brother? Blessed and highly favored. Yeah, you might be blessed and highly favored, but this is a place to come for life. Don't come, come. Like wherever you are, make sure you're, you're, you're bringing your needs to God, whatever they are. Whatever they are, okay? Um, okay, Naaman went down to the Jordan River and perpetually 
dipped himself. Seven's the number of perfection. It basically means I'll dip until I'm done. You know what I mean? And I don't know about you, but I have some areas that aren't done yet. They're on their way. I'm going to stay in a place of transformation. There's life in this river. I need it. So do you. And his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child. And he was healed. Let that be your testimony. Come on. You need a testimony. I'm not saying a testimony from 20 years ago. You need a testimony for the season you're in right now. You can't tell me you're not facing something. You can't tell me everything's wonderful. There's got to be something you give God permission to move in your life right now. Okay. Life is in the river. This next point, I don't think I've ever shared this point, is that life moves through earth's vessel. Life moves through earth's vessel. It's interesting, Naaman, like, he wanted the earth. He experienced the flow of life, and he thought it was connected to the earth. There's another, it reminded me of another scripture. It says that... um, We have, this is 2 Corinthians 4, 7, we have this treasure of life in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power of God, the excellence of this power may be of God and not of us. And I think sometimes we... We limit what God can do through us because of our earthly nature. But this is what Jesus came. This is why, remember, it says, out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And that was a promise of the spirit that was to come, but it hadn't come yet because Jesus hadn't yet paid the price for you. You see, he had to buy your earth, your territory, your dominion back from the curse, back from the enemy, so he could reorient you to be useful, so his Holy Spirit could flow like a river through you. And so I don't know about you, but I still have areas in my life that need restoration, that need fixing, that need healing, that disqualify me from the power of God. And you know what I always do when I'm facing disqualification or doubt or limitation, and I look in the mirror and I see, how could God use this? Anybody, anybody, you know what I mean? You know what I always do? I always remind myself that I'm not my own. That Christ bought me and he deserves this earth to carry his Holy Spirit. It's actually not even what I deserve anymore. I'm reoriented my thinking, it's what he deserves. He bought this earth to be a vessel of his glory. And I'm going to continue to surrender this earth. That's what it says. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth, in earth. Heaven invade the earth through this earthen vessel. Come on, it's good, huh? 
Jesus was glorified so his Holy Spirit could flow through your earth. You are the earth. And we're that river of life. It's all right? Pretty good devotion yesterday, huh? I was pretty lit up too. I was like, Holy Spirit, help me to preach this how I saw it. I saw it so clear. I apologize. There's no chance I could minister it as clear, except if the Holy Spirit came and his spirit touched your spirit. That's really what I'm after. I'm just an earthen vessel. I don't want to come with persuasive words. I actually just want to come with the river. I really don't want you to go home with a couple mules full of my flesh and my earth. I'd rather you go home with the living water. That's what you need. That's what you need. That's what you need. Don't fashion yourself to a man. Fashion yourself to God. Fashion yourself to the Holy Spirit. If you're going to fashion yourself to any man, fashion yourself to the man who paid the highest price for you so that you can access the power of God. That's the man I'm fastened to. It doesn't mean I don't honor people, but I have fastened myself to him who paid the highest price for me. Woo, okay, okay. Life through earth's vessels. You are that vessel. You were born, created to conduit the power of God. When God created you, he wanted to have you in dominion over the earth so you could be his ambassador, his conduit, his vessel. You know, a vessel has a couple components. Michael would know this. It's nautical and aeronautical. It's a ship. It's a carrier of goods. It's a carrier of goods. There's other definitions, though. It's a container. Again, carrier of goods. But what about blood vessels? tributaries of life, where life flows through you, a vessel of life into the body, a vessel of life into something that needs, like Michael Thumley, uh, Hunley's thumb right now, probably has a little bit more blood in it than it should. Okay, if he hasn't shared it with you, he's got a pretty cool, not yet quite a God story. <laughs> but a vessel carries life, okay? Tracking with me? Life through earth's vessels. Anytime you look or take communion, reorient yourself that your body, he didn't die to just make you able to access everything. He bought you so that you access things because he deserves it. And I don't know about you, but I struggle a lot of times feeling I don't deserve the blessing of God. I don't, maybe. He does. And I do, everything I do, I've reoriented all the blessing of God because he deserves it, not because I deserve it. And it helps me. It helps me overcome doubt and insecurity and inferiority and struggle. Or if I, if I had wrong thinking or bad thinking, I always bring myself back to the fact that he deserves it. Doesn't he? He deserves you. He deserves your earth. Okay, let's keep moving here. I'm only two points through and I've got three more. Next thing I just love about this is that life, next point, is not for sale. 
And I really want you to know something. Yeah, we take and receive tithes and offerings. Yes, we are big believers in positioning you to access all that God has for you. But I want you to know we're not for sale here. And, and when God begins to flow through your life, you, you, will never, you will never sell yourself or you will never sell the glory. And what I love about Elisha is when Naaman said, hey, I, I, here's all my offering. Here's all my gifts. He's like, I ain't taking nothing. I ain't taking nothing. You remember uh, the book of Acts, Peter. They're turning the world upside down. And they're bringing like crazy, crazy power. And there was a, a, a sorcerer in the day called Simon. And he actually had a reputation of being the man of God. But he was watching the river flowing through the earthen vessel called Peter. And he was so blown away by the power of God that he says, I must buy. How do I pay for what's on you. You know what Peter said? It's not for sale. It's too valuable. See, I didn't get purchased by silver and gold. I was bought by the blood of Christ, and this is only available to those who've been purchased. You need to reorient your thinking. You need to come out of bitterness and rebellious and rebellion and get back into the, the river of life yourself. Become a recipient of mercy so that you can then become a carrier of mercy. He wasn't saying this isn't for you. He's saying the spirit you come with can't carry this. You want to use it for personal gain, personal reputation. You like being known as the man of God. He's like, that spirit isn't for you. This spirit is for those that want to serve, that aren't looked for their own reputation and their own personal gain. The kingdom of God, the, the river of God, flows through those who've laid their life down, who've lost their life. If you want to know the secret to more power, it's more surrender. It's actually less of you, more of him. And, I, and trust us, we want to grow in how much we submit and surrender our earth to his power. But it's not for sale. It's certainly not cheap. It's free to those who value the price somebody paid. A high price was paid for you to access it. Why don't we access it? Never let one drop of that precious blood be squandered on your life. Continue to submit all of your earth to his plan so he can do what he always intended to do through you. It's not for sale. Fourth point. Life is to the city. Remember, revival is not a God spa. It's not my, it's not my uh, sprinkler that had a valve break and decided to flood and have its own little God party. You know what? I, do you know what the master of the home did to that little sprinkler? I shut it down. So we could fix it and repair its tributaries to bring life to what it was originally yeah, it was, yeah, there was supposed to be a flow of power and life there. It just had a destination. 
The destination of the Holy Spirit can never end with you. It has to flow through you. Trust me, if you will allow God to flow through your life, you will be plenty revived. You will be plenty encouraged. You will feel really good. But it's not just for you. It's to flow through you to the city. Don't, don't think for a second, you know, we have pathfinders coming up. Get there, get there, get there, get there, get there. But I want you to understand something. Pathfinders is not just uh, seven key tips on how to make money. It's actually bringing the power of God into the city. I want you to know our city right now, East County, San Diego, it needs to be revived. Our government sector, the spheres of government need to be fixed. Arts and entertainment and sport, it needs to be fixed. Media needs to be fixed. Education, I don't know if you know this, it needs to be fixed. Business, finance, the purpose of money, it needs to be fixed. The purpose of money isn't for you to have more stuff. It's for you to do more stuff for the glory of God and for the benefit of the city. Yes, we want you to be more successful. Not so you can just have more stuff and be that stupid little pipe in my, in my garden that's just in its own personal, like, live stream. The reason God wants to turn the flow of success in your life is so you have a greater platform to influence people. Come on. Our job as the church is to bring Life to the city. Do you want to be a carrier, a conduit, a tributary? Yeah, you still got earth that needs to be worked out. Earth that was paid for, though. Continue to bring your earth to him so he can put his flow in you and you can actually bring a life giver to the city. Last point. I'm doing pretty good. I'm actually doing really good. Holy cow. Yeah. Hey, I knew I was taking a big risk to have five points. I've rarely got through three points, but I just felt East County was ready. I felt like East County needed more than the traditional three points. I felt like there was more. This is the greatest prayer you can ever pray. And again, they're progressing though. They're progressing. It starts with, it starts with the beginning here where we, we realize God wants to do rivers, okay? And we say the first prayer is, I gotta get into that river. That's the first thing. Oftentimes, um, God wants to restore you and heal you um, as he prepares to use you, okay? Okay, so we start there and then we begin to realize that God has created us um, even though we have earth, even though we got dirt, he still has intended to restore us, to flow through us. Okay, then we move to, yeah, but this is so valuable and so precious that I'm unwilling to be for sale and I'm unwilling to access, access it through any other means but the way that God has oriented me to access it. Then we move to the purpose of life, which is to water the city, bring revival, bring life, bring purpose, bring hope, bring, bring strength to the city, okay? And then it's the final prayer, more. 
more. God, I've gotten a little taste of what you can do. I'm so flabbergasted with what you did to me, but oh my gosh, all of a sudden you've been using me lately. Of all the people for you to choose to use, how did you come up with this guy? Wow, you must have paid an extraordinary price to use someone like me. And now, though, that I've finally become comfortable with the fact that he did call me and qualified me, I have to now partner with him to want to be used more. This is the final point, and it's not even a point. It's a prayer. This is the prayer that I pray that is known and resounded here in East County. More life through me. And I wanted to show a clip real quick of my favorite river in the world. It's the Niagara River. 20% of the world's fresh water flows over these falls. Can we show this? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Don't need the sound. The sound of my voice is soothing enough. Let me say this again. 20% of the world's fresh water flows over these falls. It froze out of the, the Great Lakes. Um, 757,000 gallons of water flows over the falls every second. One of my heroes, one of the greatest revivalists in the history of America was Smith Wigglesworth. Now he's actually from the United Kingdom, which I really respect, being a being a true Brit. He started his ministry in the Holy Spirit when he was 50. I can get with that, 51. So that's another thing. Wherever you are, it's time to get busy. If a plumber from the United Kingdom can turn the flow on his life at 50 and revolutionize the world, you might be able to do something, okay? Okay? He would go to the falls. It was his favorite place on the planet. And and if you've ever been to the falls, it's so loud you can't hear anything. And this is what he would say. Holy Spirit, like that, like that in me. I need more flow. I need more power. I need more life. I need more of you. Not because I'm great, I'm earth. But because Jesus, you've been glorified. You went to the Father. You paid a price. You deserve this flow. You, you know, it said about Jesus is he had the spirit without limit, without measure. There was no amount of power that couldn't flow through him. But you know why? He was fully surrendered. But, you know, he paid for you and I to access, to access the flow. Now, there's no reason to have a flow if you don't have a destination. But when you begin to orient yourself with what God has designed you to impact, you will begin to cry out for more. It's not for you. It's through you. And I pray the prayer of East County will be this prayer. More, God. Man, I'm broken over my city. One of the guys I've been studying is Dr. Youngy Cho. I'm going to end with this story. I want to prepare you to to do business with God today. 
This isn't religion. This isn't a church service. I, I, I didn't just check my box. I'm here to be encountered by God and set on assignment for him. There's a great hero of mine named Dr. Youngie Cho, built the world's largest church in Seoul, Korea. Just got a chance to hang out with Tommy Barnett. Anybody hear Tommy Barnett at Awaken Conference? Don't quit, don't quit, don't quit. He was at Salt Lake City. We went out to dinner and he sat on Dr. Youngie Cho's board for 30 years and he was just telling a story after story. There's one story that just shook me. When Dr. Youngie Cho first got into the ministry, he was radically healed of tuberculosis at 17 years old. But I want you to know, like Naaman, he was desperate for healing. God had more than just his personal healing in store for him. God wanted to turn the flow up on his life to reach his nation and his city of Seoul, Korea, and his neighborhood. And you generally start with the people around you, and then as the power gets turned on and up, you can have more and more impact. And he was trying to preach this gospel to his city of salvation, and he wanted everybody to go to heaven. And he wandered in at the time, it was right after the Korean War, Seoul was so impoverished, it was a third world country. They were completely indentured to Japan. They had no rights. They had no money. They had no hope. They were despondent. Despondent means you live without hope or courage. They were in an era where they felt they could do nothing about the circumstances around them. Ever been there? Okay, just surviving, trying to get by. No hope for tomorrow. Oh, come on. Anybody with me? He stumbles into a lady's tent trying to preach this gospel, trying to preach this message, thinking heaven was enough. Lady has three teeth, dirt floor, screaming kids. He's like, you need Jesus so you don't have to go to hell. And she just laughs at him. Go to hell? I live in hell. My husband's addicted to alcohol. He beats me. We have no money. We have no hope. Hell. He, he, he staggered out of the tent. But thank God, he went back to the God that healed him, and he began to cry out for more. He's like, I need more power if I'm going to reach this destination. My city's broken. My city's despondent. My city's lost hope. My nation's falling apart. Without a God of power, what, what can we do? I went back to the, the source of life, and he, he began to cry out, God, I need more power, power that breaks the back of poverty and addiction. I want you to know there's back-breaking power in this church for this county. Interesting, this county is renowned for poverty and addiction. But maybe it's you has to get a burden to cry out for more power so you can be a greater conduit to bring restoration into this part. God didn't bring us here to have a nice little overflow of life while our city is dying. Anybody with me? Let's stand to our feet. The band can join me. 
Well, I guess it's up here. Good looking guys. Give it up for DJ. Come on. Denise. She'll be singing the national anthem at our Pathfinders breakfast, by the way. Last time I was there um, at our last breakfast, get another East. She's amazing. You guys got all like the voices. What's up with that? The pastor Jurgen came up to me and he said, the most powerful thing we did at the breakfast is we sang the national anthem. Something's going on. God is after this country right now. He's after it. The eyes of the Lord look to and fro throughout the whole earth, wanting to show himself strong and powerful through earth, through earthen vessels, to bring change, to bring shift. But he's looking for you. He wants to show off in your life. Not, not so you can be like this pointless, purposeless, spout a river so that he can connect you to the people you're intended to irrigate and bring life to. Come on, it's time. It's game time. It's time to engage. It's time to get to the river if you're still broken like Naaman. If you got issues that need healing, don't, don't miss out. I don't care how many times you have to come to the altar. This is an altar to find help in your time of need. The altar is never a place of condemnation. It's always a place of liberation and healing and power and transformation. If, if you need that today, you get up here. You get up here to the altar. Okay, but there's more. I, I really feel that there are some of us that need to graduate into being used by God. Graduate into being conduits of life filled with the Holy Spirit. Why? Not to speak in tongues only. Speak in tongues is evidence of power. It's evidence of life. The power of God needs to flow through you to bring life into the city. Where are you? First, first, we're going to be done right here. First of all, if you're in this place and you know you need Jesus Christ, you need a relationship with the Son of God, with the Savior of the world, the person who loves you more than anyone will ever love you, and he proved it by dying for you on the cross. If you are here in this room, I need you to put your hand up right now. If you're a person and you know you need Jesus Christ, I see you, yes. God bless you, I see you, God bless. I see you, who else? Yes, I see both of you right there. Yes, get ready, get ready. Who else, who else? Yeah, I see you. I, there's, the lights are pretty bright in here. There's a lot of us, but we see you. We see you. Let's all pray real quick, but we're not going to be done. We're going to pray real quick, especially we're going to pray with all of you who raise your hand, okay? Repeat after me, all of us as a family. Father God, thank you for loving me, for paying a high price for my life. I give this earth, this dirt back to you. Clean me up. Fill me with your life, with your love, with your restoration. I want to be a son, a daughter of heaven. You made a way for me to access your family. I say yes to you, Jesus. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Transform me. My very nature, I give back to you. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen. Okay. Now, the rest of us, who needs more power? Come on. It's not for you either. 
Who needs more power to fulfill what God put you on this planet for? Look at us, look around. Imagine what we could do in this county if we all surrendered to the high call of God that he deserves. He bought your earth. Imagine if you could fully surrender your life to his power. Just say this with me. More power through me for this world. More power through me for my family. More power through me for my church, for East County, for my city, for this state. Okay, 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 okay. Let me just ask a question. Does God have enough power to change cities? What about broken states like California? I mean, is it pot? Ooh, that's his specialty. When Dr. Cho began crying out for more power in Seoul, Korea, they were far worse off than we were. It's time to turn power on again. Come back with me. Come back with me in this prayer. Father God, turn the power on in me. Enlarge my capacity to conduit life. I reconnect to you and to the power of the Holy Spirit, but I also reconnect to my purpose, to my assignment. Let life flow through me. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, El Cajon. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.